Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And Kyle. It's Monday. You know what that means. A whole week of suck we got to get through. But that's the exact word I was going to interrupt you with, was <laughs> suck. We are on the same frequency. 100%. <laughs> but we're here to help you guys get through it. Because that's what we do. We're basically therapists. As the Hollow Cult leaders, we have to help the Hollow Cult move forward. Ooh, I did just get a new pair of glasses so that does kind of make me a therapist that is true and you look they make you look smart as fuck that's what that's what i keep hearing so i'm gonna start wearing them more so people take me a little more serious and you get smarter and i get smarter which i mean you can never argue with no you can never get smart enough it's (laughs) right i mean i do know how to make a pb and j so then pb and j's hit intelligence at its finest that is correct thanks for hanging out with us today we are just excited to be here gonna go back into the old 40 and 50 we are in arkansas today not physically we're actually in illinois but the 40 and 50 is gonna take us to arkansas where i've looked up a bunch of weird shit and i'm gonna tell you about it but before we do that we got to get through the housekeeping the old business so check us out at all social medias facebook instagram youtube twitter tiktok discord reddit search up the holocult and we will be there Again, this is the normal show, dropping Monday. Tomorrow, you can hear the Night Shift recap. And Wednesday, you can join us live for the Night Shift. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and Facebook, live. And then Thursday, our listener experience episodes drop. That way, people don't get it confused. They're like, oh, the old show used to be different, blah, blah, blah. That's because there's like 96 different shows now. Yeah. We We put in work. Get them straight. It's easy. I talk about it. If you have a paranormal experience that you'd like to have featured on a future show, Kyle was in the dream realm and a man with knives for hands whispered some information into his ear that you're going to want to note. It is weird that you do mention that and remind me after we get off the air to tell you about my dreams that I've been having. Mm, It's a secret. Definitely bizarre ones. They're, uh... Yeah, anyways, I'm going to move forward with that. So, <laughs> I did get some pretty epic information. If you'd like your your encounter, your experience to be featured on our show, we'll be more than happy to do that. We'll actually be excited to do that. Stoked. All you have to do is write it out, shoot it over the email, which is going to be holoskypodcast at gmail.com. You can call or text the holophone at 618-556-0837. You can send us stuff to Hollow Sky Podcast, P.O. Box 145, Field in Illinois, 62031. And that's that's how you do it. If uh, it gets carried away. We'll carry it. Yeah, if it gets a little carried away, just check the show notes. All the information's in there. That it is. If you'd like to support the show, plenty of ways to do it. We got a Patreon, which will be changing. Go back and listen to last week's episode if you want to know about it. Uh, we have a website that has a merch store that you can go and check out some hollow swag to rep the hollow cult. Find something you like, pick it out. You know the drill. Venmo, you can throw a little uh, pocket change in there to support our bad habits. Best thing you can do is word of mouth. You know how this works. Spread the show, share the show. Throw it out as much as you can. Any If you follow any paranormal groups on Facebook, mention the show. Reddit, mention the show. Instagram, share the show. 
just as much as you can. It helps us out exponentially. You have no idea how much that helps us out. You can also go to wherever you listen to podcasts, your podcatcher, and leave us a five-star rating and re- review. Rating and review. Today's five-star rating and review comes to us from our friend C&D Ferguson. They say, love this pod. I appreciate these guys and listen faithfully. They work really hard to bring people together on high strangeness when there's so much in the world that divides. I'm not one to write reviews, just wanted to say thanks. Aw. Thank you. Thank you back. Thank you. That's awesome. That does mean a lot. That was a wholesome five-star rating and review. Yep. That means a lot. Yes. That's just good words. It is. It is. We appreciate you, C&D Ferguson, for leaving us some niceness. Out there making the world a better place. In a world that's so mean. You didn't have to leave something nice, but you did. The world does suck. We're just trying to make it suck a little less. Yeah, that's what we do. Suck less. Well, I guess that depends on who you ask. Well, <laughs> Dubstep does oh, suck. Yeah, one star dubstep sucks. Okay. From there, we're going directly into Arkansas, which I can't remember if I've ever been to Arkansas or not. I'm sure we passed through, right? I think I have. Maybe. I'm sure I have. I don't know. I've been to Florida once. Well, same. Holocult chapter of Arkansas. Ha, Hollaback. We're curious to see how weird Arkansas is in the paranormal sense. Yeah. <laughs> so 1450 Arkansas. I'm going to start with the, the Gowro. I may have said that wrong. Probably did. I don't have a good Arkansas dialect. So just to bear with me. So this is a cryptid creature where most of the documentation of the creature appeared in a story in the Arkansas Gazette on January 31st, 1897, written by a man named Elbert Smithy. Uh, One Elmer Burris provided an an illustration in the specific uh, news article based on a photograph that was said to accompany the encounter. Fred Alsop, who edited the Gazette at the time, recounted the circumstances that led to Smithy's story. William Miller, a Little Rock businessman who had been traveling uh, in the Ozarks northwest of Arkansas, in northwest Arkansas, told Smithy of a, quote, horrible monster known as the Gauro. Its name came from the noise it made during its nocturnal uh, predations when I was out hunting. So it was more like growl. Yeah. <laughs> you absolutely nailed it. I know. That's what I do. <laughs> I am actually becoming extremely proficient in foreign dialect cryptid dialect cryptid dialect i mean it does count as foreign i just just, foreign just sounds a little bit more (laughs) prestigious (laughs) (laughs) nailed it man it said that the creature had been slaughtering livestock and pets near blanco in calf creek township miller formed a posse that tracked down the creature to its lair Posses. Dude, one thing about it. Let's one bring posses back. But one thing I noticed about Arkansas, they do not fuck around. Oh, I know. They're like, oh, giant monster, let's kill it. <laughs> and I mean, I can get down with that. It's And you would too if you had a posse. Yeah, if I had an eight foot spear, which you're going to hear about later. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you if you and your boys referred to yourself as the posse, you're definitely killing weird shit. Twiz refers to himself as the insane clown posse, a well, part of I the mean, posse. That's true. That's true. 
I wonder if this is a so chapter. He'll, he'll fight stuff with spears. Is this a chapter of the Insane Clown, the Arkansas chapter of the Insane Clown Posse? I almost bet it is now. Do now they you say that. fight cryptids? I bet it is. Especially with the the given name of the, the beast here. I mean. This this monster does not play games. So they trapped, trapped it, traveled, tracked, that's it, tracked it to Nailed its it. lair. A cave littered with animal skeletons and even human remains. Some bitch. That would be a little bit weird to see. Yeah. Not going to lie. It'd be intimidating. Yeah, that's a good word for it. It's one thing to see a deer skull, but then to see, like, Uncle Larry's skull. You're thinking... Yeah, but that should, if it was Uncle Larry's skull, then <laughs> that's just going to piss the posse off. Yeah, but apparently it didn't help. Oh, dang, the posse so, failed? <laughs> so as they waited to ambush the monster, they heard it emerge from a nearby lake, which apparently it is also aquatic. Aquatic. Of course it is. It is amphibious. They said it caused the earth to tremble as it made its way toward them. The growl nailed it. Uh, said to have died after several shots from the posse, but before its death, it ripped up several trees and tore the leg off one of the posse members. Oh, I thought its flex was to rip up trees. I'm like, yo, dude. That's, you should probably do a little better because they're shooting you and you're just ripping up trees. You might be able to hire him for your job to clear out the lines. That's true. That would that would definitely make my job easier <laughs> if if it was pleasant to be around. I got a feeling that it's probably not that pleasant. That's, yeah, I get that. And he might just be playing in the water all day long too. So it's true. Just collecting you know. bodies. Yeah. An examination of the remains revealed that the creature was 20 feet in length with two tusks, large web feet ending in claws, a row of short horns along its back, and a long, thin tail with a blade at the end. <laughs> I'm going to need you to draw that. I mean, I could definitely do it. We'll put it up. Williams claimed to have sent the body to the Smithsonian Institute. Well, that mm. was a dumb decision. But it never arrived at the Washington, D.C. Museum. Well, of course it didn't. Mm. Ozark research and folklore collector Vance Randolph revealed additional details about the Groro, which believed to have been reported as early as the 1880s. Randolph's sources suggest that it was a species of creature rather than an individual monstrosity. It is said that the young hatch from soft-shelled eggs, some as large as beer kegs, and the mother carried the newly hatched infants in a pouch. Randolph related a story about an encounter with the Growrow by a spelunker exploring a place called the Devil's Hole in Boone County. So I'm like, once I got to the end of that, I'm like, hmm, the Devil's Hole. That sounds interesting. So I looked that up. From there, we're moving to Devil's Hole Cave, which is uh, 65 miles as the crow flies northeast of Fayetteville. Three miles northwest of Myrtle. So we, we should probably go <clears throat> so we can get a keg egg. Yeah. Yes. Deciding to find out what was causing all the commotion. Think that would fit in our monster cooler? What? The keg oh, egg. Uh, no. No. Not as much. It's not quite as big. I'll say because we keep it on ice and then preserve it. And hatch it. Yeah. At, at a certain point, we would hatch it and then it would be our pet. Yeah. And you can take it to work. <laughs> I'm sold. Sold. I'm so sold. So, deciding to find out what was causing all the commotion down in this cave... 
A Mr. E.J. Rhodes, owner of the land containing the cave, descended by a rope. As he went down, he found a ledge 200 feet below the mouth of the cave. When he got there, the shaft was too tight for him to go any further. Later, several men probed the, ro- or the cave with a long rope. They tied a flat iron, which I'm going to assume... I don't know what a flat iron is. I mean, the only one I know of is the ones the girls use for their yeah. hair. Is it like a cast iron skillet? Is it like a tire iron? We'll say that it's like a skillet. Yeah. That makes sense. And they let it down the hole. At 200 feet, the iron struck something. Evidently the ledge that was earlier discovered by EJ. A vicious hissing rose out of the hole, sounding as if it was coming from some very large angry animal. The men pulled up the rope and found that the handle of the iron had been bent and was even thought to show teeth marks on it. Um, where do we go here? A uh, second larger iron was lowered down with the rope. Again, the angry hissing started up. When the rope was drawn up, the bigger flat iron was gone and the rope had been ne- neatly bitten off. Local people around the Devil's Cave called the entity the Groro and believed it to be a gigantic man-eating lizard. Stories have circulated since the turn of the century. So apparently, uh, the Groro likes to hang out in this specific cave known as the Devil's Hole. I'm down. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it would be a fascinating time. to, And it, it's weird. I have been seeing a lot of... Um, Discussion of late about how a lot of things match up to the cave systems in the United States. Like the missing 411. Yeah, I've seen that. The Bigfoots. <clears throat> also, I saw that supposedly NASA's map on the UFOs matches the same cave systems mm. maps. So it's pretty interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that's like... And it's like UFO reports, and they log them all, and supposedly it fits alongside the Missing 401, the Bigfoot, the cave systems, the whole nine. Interesting. So, in a nutshell... Stay the fuck out of caves. Yeah, everything is coming out of the ground, which means... Sucks. We're going to have to go into the cave system. This is going to be like the original Gears of War. Hmm. I went and went into Illinois Caverns. Anybody from Illinois, it's like... Did you fight a Goro? Uh, Goro. Yeah, I did actually. But it is uh, a non-commercial cave, meaning that there's not a lot of human-made things in there. So you have to take your own lights, your own helmets. The only thing... It used to be commercial, but they tore all the lights out. Did you wear one of those bicycle helmets with mohawk on it? Yes. Good. And a headlamp. Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, we went way the fuck back there, like f- two miles into this thing. We were in water, like up to our chest. Nope, nope, nope. It was uh cold and wet, and I never been back. So there is that. Nope. Moving not, on. I don't do the water. Moving on to some weird Arkansasness. Full disclosure here. I heard about this case on Beyond Creepy. Shout out to Mister Black. You guys don't fuck with the Beyond Creepy YouTube channel. Go and do it because he is heading the pack of the weirdness when it comes to weird encounters. So I just started doing my own research on this. And the only thing that wasn't linked 
to his YouTube channel was this uh, website I found that is not in English from about 20 years ago. So did you translate it? I used Google Translate, and we're here, so bear with me. We're going to call this the man in the mirror, the Charles Munt case. So in mid-August 1977, in the town of Flaxton, Arkansas, a Mr. Charles Munt had a strange encounter that changed his life forever, as he would be the witness of a UFO sighting, which would turn into a series of strange events that, like I said earlier, would change his life. So Charles returned from work to his home at around 9.15 p.m. He was obviously working an afternoon shift, finally finished it up. As he got home, made himself dinner, remembered that he left his car windows down. So he didn't want it to rain into his car, so he goes out to roll his windows up. As he's outside, he started to see some small lights in, along the tree line. They were zigzagging back and forth, and he said they were very small. At first, he thought that they might just be fireflies. But as he's watching them, they start to grow and grow and grow bigger and bigger. As he's standing there, he's like, oh, shit. These are UFOs. He's like, what else could they be? He said the light was so much that it illuminated both his sidewalk and the garden inside of his house, almost as if it were daylight. As he's standing there, he thought, he, he's thinking to himself like, man, how am I the only person that's seeing this right now? You know, he looks out across his yard and in across the road, there's just a stand of trees which is the trees that the UFOs immediately where he saw them start off at as the small dots. As he looks over there, he sees that he is being watched by two men in black suits standing directly under where the lights started. So he's curious, like, why are these guys standing outside my house? He goes to move to ask them if they saw the UFOs and what they're doing there. When all of a sudden he said, one of the men stared at him in that cold and chilling fixed way. And when that happened, he immediately froze. He was paralyzed. Um, as he was standing there paralyzed, he said the two men broke their gaze with him, turned around and walked directly back into the forest line. Sounds just, like some typical men in black shit. Just took off. Bunch of weirdos. Yeah, and we heard we heard entities doing that in the, was it the Hellfire Farm case? Probably. Yeah. But it was at that precise moment when Munt said it felt like he had been electrocuted, like a lightning bolt hit him. He said it, it sh just hit him and it went from head to toe. He said and his body started to like vibrate. It wasn't a painful electrocution, but like something was moving through him. He said it was a weird tingling. He described the feeling as it wasn't unpleasant. It didn't give me fear or panic either. I just felt like I wasn't myself, like something was altering my biological rhythm. So as soon as he was able to break himself from whatever this lightning bolt ray, whatever you want to call it was, um, he ran into his house to tell his wife what had happened. His wife's name was uh, Liza. As soon as he went in talking to her, he noticed that 
she was looking at him with just a stark look of fear on her face. Like, it's like what he was telling her about the UFOs and the men in black and the, the lightning and everything just wasn't registering at all. She was looking at him like, like he had sawed his own head off and was carrying it in. She ran right past him and ran out into the street. And he's like, what in the fuck is going on? You know, what, what is happening? As she's out there, she starts yelling for him. Charles, Charles, where are you, Charles? There's some man in the house. So he's like, what is going on? So she's out in the street yelling for him. A man is in our house. I need you out here. I need you out here. He goes out and tries to console her, and she just keeps backing away from him, backing away from him. He goes back in to make sure there's nothing wrong with him because he thinks maybe the lightning has, you know, grievously injured him or some shit. So he goes in and looks at the mirror and he says to, to his dismay, to his shock, quote, I attest to God that the face looking back at me in the mirror was not my true face. So he was not in the body that he went out to roll his windows up with. (laughs) Well, first off entities that use a paralyzing tactic are sissies, to say the least. Foo-foo lames. They are foo-foo lames, and they deserve a foot up their ass, because that's cheating. Secondly, if you change the way that I look, I'm going to be real T.O.'d, unless you made me look like Brad Pitt. Ticked off. Yeah, T.O.'d. If you made me look like Brad Pitt, I think I'll be all right. I get that. My wife probably wouldn't be that mad either. (laughs) Might make our podcast take off. It probably would, because mm-hmm. then I could just fake it till I make it. Yeah, and be the new Brad Pitt. But outside of that, bro, how like I would want to go back into the woods and fight those two things because you just ruined my life. Yeah, they don't change them back either. I would fight them. How fucked up would that be? I would, I would drive my car through the woods trying to get them. Every time you looked in the mirror, you'd know that it wasn't you. It's like a, it's like the worst extraterrestrial troll. Yeah. It's a, it is some trickster shit. Like yeah, what you're talking it's about. Bullshit. It's so weird. Uh, I'm going to end this particular encounter with a quote from Charles Munt that was taken in 79, a couple years after this happened, he was still not in his own body. Uh, he says, quote, at present and months after what had happened, I've realized that the composition of my molecules have been changed and someone has occupied my physical place. My face and my body are another man's face and body. For some reason, I've been forced to assume a new identity. My wife doesn't accept me as her husband, like the real Charles Munt. I know I'm Charles Munt, but no one believes me. I've lost everything. Love, friends, and the saddest thing is that I've lost my identity. <laughs> so his wife ends up leaving him. Uh, his coworkers do not accept that he's Charles Munt. He ends up losing his job. It just pretty much ruined his entire life. And that would suck, man. Especially, like, because I'm sure I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I'm sure there are things that only my wife knows. And if I were able to tell her that and she's still not, like, I mean, imagine being in her shoes. Yeah, that's a, that's. A hundred percent, a another a different man, a man you've never met yeah. in your house. Yeah, because yeah, because it'd always be in the back of your mind, like 
did you torture Kyle and get that information out of him? Yeah. Did, have you been stalking us forever? Like, what what is going on? Yeah. It, what year was that? I, mean, I know. 77, yeah, I think. 1977? Yeah. But it would have been it would have been way interesting if it was in more in today's time where you were able to take a like take his picture and try to run into the database yeah. and see if it hit with anything. Yeah, and you have to you have to consider the flip side of this. Is there some entity out there in Charles's body? Oh, that sucks. What if that Charles shows back up? Well, he's getting fought. And then the wife accepts him. Everybody accepts him. This doppelganger Charles, who's not the real Charles, yeah, well just now, gets to pop back into his life. Yeah, now you're having doppel babies and and all that wretched shit. <laughs> yep, it would be Swan Tom Bomb off the roof. On to your own self. Yes, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um. From there, we're going to dive into a couple of ghost lights that I found, uh, which are interesting in themselves. So I added them. The first one is the Gurdon light. The Gurdon light is an atmospheric ghost light located near the railroad tracks in a wooded area of Gurdon, Arkansas. It is the subject of local folklore and has been featured in local media and on Unsolved Mysteries and Mysteries at the Museum. The railroad tracks are no longer in use and the rails, at least partially, have been removed or covered but it remains one of the most popular Halloween attractions in the area. The light has been described as blue, green, white, or orange, and appearing to have a strange bobbing movement. According to folklore, the light is a swinging lantern of a ghost brakeman accidentally beheaded by a passing train searching for his disembodied head. Another variation of the legend holds that the light is a lantern carried by the ghost of a worker killed in a fight with another railroad employee on the tracks. Um... According to skeptical writer Brian Dunning, this is from the Wikipedia, very similar folklore exists for a number of such ghost lights, and it's um, they all kind of lead to the headless brakeman. The light has been proposed to be the reflection of passing cars on Interstate 30. However, believers contend this by saying that there have been reports of the light since the 1930s. The interstate was not built until the late 1950s. So, they're firing back at the naysayers. There is another light called the Crossit Light. Like Gordon, the Crossit Light had a railroad worker, a brakeman, who came to an untimely end in the 1900s when he was beheaded near the track. Now, many people report seeing a ball of light swaying back and forth a few feet over the tracks as the spirit of the brakeman is looking for his lost head. Um, or is it his wife carrying the lantern and looking for the head of her husband? The course of legend began with the, uh, building of the railroads, which shaped the towns around the area. Paranormal legends say, uh, the cross at light is viewed as a terrifying ghost while others view it as a unique source of fun and entertainment. Yada, yada, yada. There was another one called the Dover light, I think, but I didn't find a whole lot of information on it. Um, just a few little news articles that didn't really give much sources, but apparently there are a lot of ghost lights in Arkansas. I think there's some. You do hear about them near us. They are. I would like to. I would like to experience it to see what it feels like. Yeah. Um, but obvious question here: How do you search for your head without a head? Hmm. Also, furthermore, well, you start with a light to the conundrum. If you don't have a head, looking for your head 
why do you need a light to look for your head that you can't see? Well, you're going backwards. So you need to start with you as your head. Okay. So it's the head looking for the body, right? So the, the head, like, is it carrying the light in its mouth? No, no, no. The head, the head is where the head lands because it can't move. The head is looking for the body, probably calling the body. Like, hey, oh, come okay. on. Gotcha, so gotcha. in order I got, I got, to spot yeah, the body, yeah. the body has to have a lantern. Yep, yep. I do like I do like the idea that it's the wife out there looking for the head because that that is a devout wife. She's putting on for a man. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. That is true. So I, I can appreciate that one. Yep. Uh, the cor- the cross at light specifically is said that it disappears when people approach it. And according to at least one account, it will travel through cars on the road, making it impossible to start the ignition. That's weird. Yeah. That almost that almost makes it feel like like a uh, not so much a ghost light, but like a, a ball of energy. Not yeah. I don't want to say ball lightning. Because I would assume ball lightning could shock the shit out of you. But it would have to have some sort of energy to make the car not exactly. function exactly. correctly. So maybe two separate things there. Maybe some type of weird phenomenon going on that we're just not privy to. Yeah, I'm going to have to search up. Uh, I know there's some ghost lights in Missouri, and there might be some in Illinois. It would be uh, interesting to experience it for sure. It'd be cool to go and peep it. Because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I don't know how that I would feel because ghost lights don't necessarily sound awesome until you're there. Yeah. Like, I feel like when you experience it, it's way cooler than just talking about it. Yeah, I get that. You know what I mean? Because, like, I I put us in context when we thought there was strange lights out there, you know, to the toward my house that time. We were like, oh, shit, this is crazy. And we found out it was just regular light. But... Living in the moment, it makes it a little different than just talking about it. Yeah. And it'd be cool to get on camera. Oh, for sure. Make for some good internet. It'd be crazy to see somebody walking with a light that just disappears. Doesn't have a damn head. Or that. Yeah. We're going to end this episode with some cryptid weirdness. I've got a couple here that we will talk about. First being the Ozark Howler. The Ozark Howler goes by many names. One being... The Ozark Howler. Or the Hoo-Hoo. Another being the Hoo-Hoo, the Ozark Black Howler, the Nightshade Bear, or the Devil Cat. That's a lot of different descriptions all in one. That's what I was thinking. There might be a ton of cryptids out here that people are seeing. The Hoo-Hoo sounds like a snack cake. (laughs) It does. It does. Or maybe they're seeing a giant owl and just like the growl-rowl. That's true. That's true. That's a good observation there. Mm. I see what you're doing, Arkansas. that would almost insinuate that the Ozark Howler has the ability to shapeshift. It does. Because it's already sounding that way. Clearly it does. You know, you got a a cat, you got a bear, you got a fucking hoo-hoo, whatever that is. (laughs) I don't don't know what that is. I don't either. I just picture like (laughs) a 
a damn chocolate <laughs> snack cake rolling down the road. I mean, if I had to encounter a cryptid, that would be the one I'd probably want to encounter the most. Well, obviously. <laughs> That's not too scary. No. Legends have been passed down for generations by locals who've heard things that they could not describe and have seen things that they also could not describe as an animal that you would probably expect to find in the heart of the Ozarks. Um, it has been seen everywhere from Missouri to Arkansas to Oklahoma to South Texas, but specifically it's around the Ozarks, which include our Arkansas friends here. It's typically described as being around the size of a bear with a thick body, stocky legs, black shaggy hair, glowing red eyes, and having very prominent horns. Well, it doesn't sound like a damn cat or bear to me. No, I mean, it's the size of a bear, which you could get shaggy hair, stocky legs. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, some yeah. bear stuff. But yeah, because at first I'm like, well, you're just describing a black bear. Like, um, you know, maybe mine's the shaggy hair, but yeah, maybe he's maybe he just likes to let his hair grow out. I don't know. That's what I did. Exactly. Most agree that it's either black or dark in color. Its cry is often described as being a combination of a wolf's howl and an elk's bugle. Skeptics claim that it's probably just an eastern eastern cougar or a black bear or some kind of wolf or maybe what? a feral dog. <laughs> black bear, maybe. A cougar, really? Yeah. I don't I don't know that I vibe that. Yeah. It's like they're it's like they're okay, what you're seeing, probably a giant black bear. What you're hearing, probably a cougar elk. Yeah. So I hope I hope there are such things as cougar elks. Two very easy things. Sightings have officially been recorded since the 1950s, though many Ozark families pass have been passing on stories for centuries, essentially. Uh, between 2005 and 2010, the howler, also known as the black howler, was spotted seven times or seven times, several times. A family north of Van Buren in the Boston Mountains of Crawford County set out trail cams after spotting what they believed was a cougar. The images they supplied to a Fort Smith television station appeared to show a big cat similar to a cougar. The problem is that wildlife officials maintain that there is not a breeding population of cougars left in Arkansas. They do concede that there's probably individual big cats living in the mountains where people had held them as pet and probably let them go. Well, I mean, if it was black, couldn't it have just been a panther? Could have. Are there panthers in Arkansas? I don't know. They said that there's panthers here in Illinois, so I would only assume that Arkansas would have them too. What is the howl people are hearing? The howl, as you might expect, is the hallmark of the Ozark Howler, hence the name Ozark Howler. Its sound has been described as a very deep, guttural growl as well as a high-pitched howl. Others have said it's the most unearthly scream they've ever heard, and it's only half-human. One of the most common descriptions is that it sounds like the scream of a woman. Those who have heard the screams pierce the night will never forget the sound or the chills that ran up their spine when they heard it. Cryptozoologists have speculated the creature might be a misidentified or unrecognized big cat. Anthropologists, however, and folklorists have speculated that the creature might be branching off from the black dog of death found in British folklore, such as the church grim, the black shuck. Which we had talked about in our black yeah, dog phenomenon. The the church grims are that's cool lore, lore there. Yep, and there is, from what I read, a prominent population of people from that area of Europe that resided in Appalachia or in the Ozarks. Mm. So it's very interesting that this kind of carried over. They probably brought their belief system with them, you know, and, and then, their giant dogs of death. Could have very well could have. 
But uh, 100%, the way they describe the sound sounds like a big cat. Yeah. Or a oh, cat. Yeah. The screams, anyway. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It sounded <laughs> like a woman, that type of deal. It sounds exactly like a like a description of a big cat. Yeah. Um, another comparison to these specific hellhounds are that the Ozark Howler is said to have glowing red eyes. Yeah. The Howler is also, like these legendary beasts, been described as a dark omen predicting death of those who see it. Some biologists who believe in the Ozark Howler assert that it's a mountain lion breed that has either mutated into a new subspecies or a hybrid of a mountain lion and some other unknown creature. That is even worse. I like the word mutant. Yeah. So it's going to be Wolverine. Or I was thinking more along the lines of Cyclops. Mm. It's a cat. Red eyes. Cat clops. Yeah. Solved it. Hollow Sky, another one in the books. Uh, other guesses have included that the Ozark Howler might be a wild boar, an eastern woodland bison. Interesting. Never heard of that one, but... Uh, yeah, how... Wow. Supposedly at one point there were lions here in the Americas. It does have so. horns, and it is big. Some people think that it may be... It's shaggy, too. Yeah. It may be a hyena. Shout out Cryptids of the Corn for doing the work. I already solved it. But maybe I love that the sighting spectrum here goes from big cat, which you know what a big cat looks like. Yeah. Long tail. Yeah. Then it goes to death dog, which I'm going to just compare it to a big wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Looks nothing like a big cat. To Sounds a bear. nothing like a big cat. To a bear which looks nothing like the first two to a boar, which looks nothing like the first three to a bison, which looks nothing like anything else that they said that they thought they saw. I just covered all the bases. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. I'm just trying to cash in on it. One of them's going to hit. Yeah, you're right. You... Or get close enough where they're like, I told you. I mean, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. You, you know, are correct. Wild elephant, black bear, same thing. From there, we are going to go to probably the most famous uh, Arkansas monster. I'm not sure, maybe, which is the uh, folk monster. F-O-U, I probably said that wrong, but whatever. The f it sounds like fuck monster. Yeah, it's kind of spelled like that, too. Um, there have been three movies made about this hairy ape-like creature that supposedly haunts the Sulphur River bottoms of Miller County. The first reported sighting of the Boggy Creek Monster were in 1946. It was seen again in 65, but it, there was an alleged attack on a farmhouse near the folk community in 1971 that brought the state national attention. The shaggy-haired, stinky, well-over-six-feet-tall creature allegedly clawed its way through a screen window before the men of the house chased the creature back into the woods. Law enforcement officers were called and investigated the scene, taking casts of strange footprints. Soon after the lawmen departed, the beast returned and was met with gunfire from the owners, according to the reports. Ah, what a hard-ass. That's what I'm saying, dude. People... I was just thinking, like, what a time to be alive whenever you could... A monster claws through your screen door, which is kind of crazy that at nighttime you're just leaving it just the screen door. 
but it calls through the screen door. You and the homies run it into the woods. You don't even grab your guns yet. You're like, no, no, we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna try to fight this thing and scare it off. Then it comes back and you're like, all right, it's getting shot now. I love that it waited for the cops to leave. Yeah. Bro, They're just out there gunfighting in the middle of the woods with essentially like a Bigfoot. I love that he just waited, chilled, waited for the ops to leave. And then he's like, all right, let's go. We're going back in. <laughs> Round two. We're going back in. You called the law on me. <laughs> I'm going to teach you something. <laughs> Them cops can't fix your screen door. Let's go. <laughs> in 1972, Texarkana native Charles Pierce produced a low-budget movie called The Legend of Boggy Creek. Uh, which was a pseudo-documentary, became a cult classic hit, and grossed reportedly over $22 million. Dang, man, Shoot. we're in the wrong business. Uh, said the hairy humanoid had arms that almost drug the ground. It was accused of stealing hogs, chickens, and a calf as its fame extended, or expanded. The folk monster also grew in stature, as did Sasquatch sightings in Arkansas after the movie appeared by the late 1970s. Some eyewitnesses report that the creature could be over 10 feet tall and weighing 800 pounds. Jeez. They also noted that it left an odor worse than a skunk. So this is the creature behind the legend of Boggy Creek. I wonder if, was there any photographic evidence of the foot cast that were taken? Probably. I don't know. Cause that would be, that would be interesting. Let's look it up here. That would make it a little bit more of a legitimate story, in my opinion, yeah, as long as the you know the community wasn't in on it. Let's take a gander. Yeah, they got they got casts. All right, that works for me. Hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. So they really, I mean, they really did. Apparently, it's still out there, just trucking around, fighting the cops. Give it a couple, couple. Uh, Bullet scars. Mm-hmm. You know, don't walk. Probably don't walk with a limp. Been hit with a few shells, but I don't walk with a limp. Says, "quote the Falk monster." Been hit with a few shells, but I don't walk with a limp. End quote. Yeah. Next, That's we go to uh, the Herber Springs Water Panther. See, told you, Panther. Heber Heber Springs Water Panther. My bad. Perhaps the most overlooked monster legend in Arkansas is the panther, water panther of Heber Springs. A weird cross between the Bigfoot and a puma, which sounds a lot like... What? Our friend. The creature can reportedly breathe both on land and underwater, which is a lot like the Growrow. What is going on? Mm. How do you How do you get a mix of a panther and a Bigfoot? What does that even look like? Cat Squatch. If you will. Good cat squatch. Cat squatch. Pin it. Quote. Hollow skull. Hollow. Hollow skull. Hollow sky. Whenever you use the term cat squatch. That is. That's amazing. I love. I love it. Love it. I love there's so much weird ass shit out there. Yeah. Just waiting. We need to see it. Yeah. If you see cat squatch. Uh, send us the coordinates. But it is said that the creature reportedly can breathe on both land and underwater. Ma- making it. An apex predator. Oh, obviously. Obviously. And it's a cat, which means you can climb trees. It's said that it is a man it's it is manlike with a covering of fur and gives off quote hellish screams when roaming the deep forest, which is kind of like it's just kind of all the other cryptids yeah. in Arkansas put together. So now it's a man cat squatch. 
Witnesses can say it can be spotted hunting the waters of Greer's Ferry Lake and the Little Red River. Uh, The water panther has not been seen lately, but there are fewer people like venturing through the swamps and woods. So that could account for fewer sightings. So we don't know. We're just going to have to go yeah, there. People, people aren't really into getting ticks anymore. Or getting eaten by a waterman foot cat squatch. Yeah. Or that. I'm not trying to get eaten <clears throat> by a man cat squatch. No. Same. Uh, now on to my last and final one, which is my absolute favorite. The White River Monster. Not so much because of the monster itself, but because of the absolute hard ass that went after it. This guy I want on our team. I don't even know yeah. what the fuck his name is. He's definitely not intelligent. But you don't need intelligence when you carry an eight-foot steel spear. The end. The White River Monster. Legend is traced back to Native American folklore, according to some news reports in the Newport area. First recorded sighting is in 1915, followed by another report in 1924. The first national publicity about, quote, Whitey appeared in 1937 when farmer Bramblett Bateman reported to the media that he watched a gigantic sea serpent-like beast frolicking in the river near his home. I'm curious as to what frolicking in serpent lore is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a... Interesting descriptive word. Yeah. Yeah. Newsreel cameramen, reporters, and curiosity seekers lined the river downstream from Newport for weeks, hoping to get a glimpse of the gray, slimy beast. In addition to Bateman, three other local residents signed affidavits, stating that they also saw the creature. Reports and interest of the monster eventually subsided, and the incident was almost forgotten. Then in 1972, several people along the White River between Jacksonport and Newport reported seeing strange objects in the river. Quote, as big as a boxcar, 30 feet long, gray all over with fins, one witness reported. At least seven sightings were recorded, and one witness offered a blurred Polaroid snapshot he'd taken of the elusive monster. Once again, national media focused on the small community of 8,000. A Japanese filmmaker arrived with intentions of making a movie, and hundreds of media interviews were staged. Local merchants cashed in on the hype by staging monster sidewalk sales, and a local restaurant placed monster burgers on the menu. Let's go. <laughs> um, there was even a song written by Jimmy folk singer Jimmy Driftwood about the White River Serpent. This is where it gets strange. To ensure nothing tragic would happen to the seemingly friendly creature, the 1973 Arkansas legislature passed a resolution declaring the section of the White River a refuge for the creature and banned anyone from molesting, killing, trampling, or harming Arkansas's proclaimed cousin to Scotland's Loch Ness Monster. Okay, we gotta visit the first word there. Is that <laughs> is that the phrasing that... I don't know if that is... Everyone's gonna assume? I don't know if that's um, sexual in nature, but I feel like it probably covers that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I thought maybe, like, it was gonna be a, a cover-all word, because sometimes that happens, right, where they use that word for everything. However, the description continued on... And it made my brain go... Trampling, harming. Okay. I guess you gotta... I mean... 
we know how humans are. Yeah. We know how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually, if this thing is found, eventually somebody down the line is going to try it. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't want I don't want it to be that way. But it is bad when you have to tell people please don't molest don't animals. Bang the cryptids. Seriously. Come on. Do you fucking do better. Dude, that stupid, stupid show, Million Dollar Bigfoot Bounty, they had some good old boys on there legitimately talking about having relations with Sasquatch. That they have or they were going that to? That they would. Uh, oh, I believe that. This law is made for them. Well, I mean, there is uh, erotic novels for women out, too. Well. So both parties are guilty here. But probably not just women. I saw one. I might have one actually saved the cover saved to my phone because I was going to post it in the discord. Something about Mothman. Oh, interesting. Banging the Mothman or some shit. I don't know. Humans are weird. They're definitely weird. Humans have a lot of. I feel like that. That's not going to be on my mind if I see a 30 foot boxcar serpent (laughs) in the river. That's not. That's gonna be the farthest from my brain. Apparently, it's on somebody's mind because I had to add that into the goddamn well, law. I know. I, what year was that? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna hope that people were just built different back then. Uh, it's not that long ago. Oh shit! It's not that long ago because '73. People who yeah, were around when that was written are still around today. Yeah. <laughs> so we have not. Move that far. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) A Chicago biologist and creature investigator, Dr. Roy Mackle, believes the creature is an unknown aquatic animal outside of its normal habitat. After studies of eyewitness accounts, Mackle believes Whitey is actually a northern elephant seal that somehow found its way into the Gulf of Mexico and then somehow found its way up the Mississippi River and then somehow found its way up the White River. Elephant seals can get to a length of 22 feet. I found another article here talking about uh, Whitey that the sightings go back over a century. In the early 1900s, people have claimed that Whitey had to do with capsizing boats on the river during the Civil War. The first documented report was December of 1912 when timber workers reported seeing something strange floating at the bottom of the White River. They likened it to a humongous turtle, estimating that it weighed over 300 pounds. A hunting party was apparently formed to try to capture the creature, but reports of the results are unknown. It's assumed that they were unsuccessful because sightings of the creature just continued. 1937, a report captured imagination of the masses. Uh, And that is the Bateman report that we talked about. Uh, 40 years later, reports started again with each telling of Whitey's appearance have been described a little differently. Some reported a horn protruding from the forehead with a size close to a thousand pounds. Others claim to have seen spines growing from a back that were at least 20 feet long. Not the spines, but the back, I'm assuming. If it's got 20 foot long spines, it can just stay the fuck in the river. Well, yeah, that thing, you figure... Damn near be poking out of the river all the time. Yeah. There are even reports of Whitey leaving behind the river and making tracks on land, three-toed, 14-inch tracks to be exact. 
Uh, then it goes into this bill. Uh, Senator Robert Harvey signed a bill in 73 into law sanctioned a port of a white river between Newport and Possum Grape. Uh, as the monster's refuge makes it illegal to cause harm to Whitey within the realm specific or specified specific uh, possible explanations as to what Whitey is. One theory is it's a giant alligator snapping turtle uh, known to have lived for over 150 years, has a pointed head and can get up to 400 pounds. That's a gigantic turtle. Yeah, I'm not trying to fight that thing. If you want to catch a glimpse of Whitey's alleged stomping grounds, plan a visit to Jackson Port State Park where you can get a good view of the White River. Um, that being said, it leads us to the A number one most interesting person in this report. Our friend Charles B. Brown. I will be sharing this photograph from a news article to all our socials and probably make it the cover of this actual episode because it, this dude is such a hard ass. I agree. He He's definitely got a posse this with is that type of comment. <laughs> directly from the news article, Diver Hunt Sea Monster. Reports of a weird aquatic monster in the waters of White River in Arkansas led to the curious event pictured at the right, armed with a, quote, eight-foot steel spear, professional diver Charles Brown, clad in a rubber suit and helmet, was lowered into the river bottoms in an attempt to locate the strange creature. So far, however, no explanation of the rumors have been discovered. Here is a picture of Charles Brown preparing to stalk the supposed sea serpent. What a hard ass. My thing is with that, though... He's definitely a hard ass, but I question his IQ because, and I could be wrong. I'm sure there's better rivers out there than ours, but I feel like most rivers are really dirty and you're not going to see, but maybe two inches in front of your face if you're lucky. And then trying to wield an eight foot spear underwater in an old school giant scuba suit. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty difficult. Hear me out. And the thing's big enough to just swallow you whole. Hear me out. What he lacks in IQ, he makes up for in spear. Oh, I agree. He's got girth. That is That's a big some bitch. I agree. I agree 100%. If this was in if this was in the Mississippi there would be zero visibility. A. Zero. He would just be poking that, just just blind firing that thing. It's, and it's not a harpoon. It's not being shot from a gun. He's just holding an eight-foot spear. Yeah. Like Aquaman. Like yeah. a trident, except a spear. And yeah. he's not Aquaman. He's Charles. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope he did it in the creature's refuge. They pass all these laws, and he's like, get fucked. I'm going out in this thing. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to say there's a good chance that he punctured his own diving suit with that monstrosity. Oh, I would. I would it looks like a giant frog gig, kind of. Yeah, like a single prong frog gig. And if he didn't puncture his suit, he definitely poked a hole in the boat. Yes, he did. I like he's got a little knife here, just in case. Well, yeah, it's a backup plan. He's ready. He's got blades. If it was all the Mississippi, over. if it was in the Mississippi, you can't see anything. No. 
There's going to be dead bodies running into you. There's going to be fucking hypodermic needles. And oh, all types of shit. Fucking weapons used in murders. And he's just going to be underwater just stabbing. Stabbing at all of it. Just stabbing. Yeah, so Arkansas. Getting high on heroin. Stand up, eight. Arkansas. Uh, that is some of the weirdness that I found and put together here. I use multiple different websites for my sources. You can easily find them if you search around. Uh, yeah, so... 4050. Arkansas did not disappoint. It sounds like all your cryptids kind of are the same. The, yeah, they definitely blend together slightly. Cat, Cat Squatch is a new cryptid that us at Hollow Sky has just discovered. Yeah. So we solved that for you. We just discovered that it was already discovered. We just renamed it. Yeah, we rediscovered the discovery. Yeah. And it's well, you know, that it's only fair. It's it's fair that we get to name it. Because I was thinking that in the very beginning of the show. I can't wait until we have the ability to name a cryptid. Because uh, if I knew that was some the of case. these names suck. Mm-hmm. Growl. That's growl, a growl. name. <laughs> the first one you did, fucking just sent it, bro. That was a that was a grand slam. Had a little sass on the back end. <laughs> But any any of uh, our holocaust <laughs> listeners in Arkansas, uh, if you've seen any of these creatures or heard them, hit us up. We're, Man, we're I, down. I hope I hope that somebody sends us a recording of the growl. <laughs> just, just <going laughs> I just pictured some giant cat with sass out in the woods, just going growl, growl. I hate it here. <laughs> Dude, yes. that, that would fuck me up. I'd, ra- I'd much rather hear the puma screaming. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you see this giant, hideous beast with horns and spikes? It goes, growl. Did not expect that. I'm like, what do I do? Am I supposed to laugh or run? or? Is it trying to be intimidating or is it trying to get me to go and go search its devil's hole or what the fuck's going on? All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's that's it, Arkansas. Thank you for your contribution to the paranormal and the weird. Uh, check us out at all Definitely social media. one of a kind. <laughs> check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Discord, Reddit. Search up Hollow Cult. Man, I'm not on that today. And just come and hang out. That being said, until uh, we meet again, stay safe, stay weird. Please do not non-consensually touch the cryptids okay 